Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Are you struggling every day to make ends meet? Entree Architect Academy provides you with the tools, the information, and an exclusive community to transform your struggling studio into a thriving, profitable architecture firm. Enrollment is currently open for Entree Architect Academy. To learn more, visit entrearchitect.com slash academy. Entree Architect Podcast, episode a one, a two, a three, let's go. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup, or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. In and among the everyday workings of being an architect or studying to become one, we often find ourselves with new and innovative ideas for doing what we do more efficiently or more effectively or maybe just more enjoyably. We might develop these ideas into new systems or new processes to make our world a little bit better. Well, if these innovative ideas work for you, they'll most likely work for others as well. And in this world of instant connectability and a community of like-minded architects growing every day on our many social media channels, there's no reason to not share your ideas with the world. You hear it at the end of every episode. Share what you know. Well, today, here on the podcast, 
On this episode of the Entree Architect podcast, I'm chatting with a friend whom I met while sharing what I know on the internet. And we're going to discuss an innovative idea that she had and is now sharing with her world. Join me for a conversation with architect Laura Teagarden about her journey to pass the architecture registration exam and how today she is helping others sketch their way to success. This episode of the Entree Architect podcast is sponsored by FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. Learn more at freshbooks.com slash architect. Laura Teagarden, welcome to the Entree Architect podcast. Thanks for having me, Mark. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. We've been friends for a while now. I'm, I, uh, yeah, two what, and a half years, uh, almost three years. Chicago was the first time we actually met, but we knew each other on, on the internet way before that. Yeah, so two and a half, almost three then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Started started a meeting on the Twitter sphere and yeah. Yeah, that, that, it's, that it's, slow growing interaction. Exactly. Right. And eventually you become friends. And then when you meet each other, you're like, hey, friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's really I, I cool. Will, I will admit I was a I was a little starstruck the first um, the first dinner that we had in Chicago. I was like, wow, I'm really meeting these people. <laughs> that was a fun dinner. That was the first time I did that, too. And yeah. and everybody that we knew from the Internet were all in one big room yep. having pizza in Chicago. That was a great time. Yeah. Um, and so that sort of evolved into we had dinner in, in, in Atlanta at the barbecue place. This year, yeah. uh, Entree Architect is organizing a huge meetup. Actually, 70, 80 people have RSVP'd, so I don't know how many will show up, but it's going to be fun. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing you there, I hope. Yeah, and where is that? I, Smith's, I think it's called. Oh, yes, that's right. Smith's, that's yep, right. yep. Um, and the there's a RSVP which I can actually put on the show notes for the people who are listening. If, uh, if they want to come, they can still show up and they can just show up. You don't have to RSVP to get in and it's free. It's just a place for everybody to hang out and meet each other and say hi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it, in some ways it's, uh, it might end up taking place of the tweet up. That's not going to happen this year. Right? Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody who will be there will be here. So yeah, it'll be a good time. Let me introduce you a little bit, uh, uh, more formally. You are an architect and a blogger. Mm -hmm. And the new author, that's a great, a great title, yep. author of the new book, A.R.E. Sketches. Yes. And so I want to, I wanted to invite you here to the Andre Architect podcast to talk about that. But before we get to that, I would like to know your origin story. I'd like to know uh, what inspired you to become an architect, when you decided to become an architect, and give us your, your journey to where you find yourself today. Uh, well, I am originally from the small town of Speedway, Indiana. Um, you know about the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. They are having yeah. their their hundredth running of the the five hundred mile race this year. Um, there's actually a town uh, that that track is in. Um, I my parents say that I was always most content. Uh, to sketch and draw when I was little. Um, if I wasn't outside, I was probably doing that. And it seems like it trended more towards inanimate objects, um, buildings and that kind of stuff, not like pets and flowers and yep. pe people like most kids. 
Um, I was cars, cars, yeah. cars, and yeah. houses later on, but mostly cars. I have a, an entire gallery in my parents' house is still there. Yeah, of my my drawings at uh, my bedroom in my parents' yeah. house. And and I loved Legos too. I mean, I'm sure that's a part of every architect's origin story, but it was you know whatever variation of Lego or Erector set or. 3D puzzle or something like that. And uh, this is kind of where my OCD came out a little bit um, when I was young, because I would separate out the Legos in colors or (laughs) specialty part piece. Um, So there's a little bit of that project manager in me, I guess. That's good Um, now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then at some point in later in grade school, I somehow learned that you could get paid to draw those buildings. Um, albeit much more than reality, I thought at the time, but, um, we're working on that. Yeah, exactly. Slowly, but sh- slowly, but surely. Um, and I was fortunate enough that, uh, Speedway high school had, uh, drafting classes. So starting my freshman year, I took, um, architectural hand drafting. And then we, after my sophomore year, we ran out of standard classes. So I, we had to make up some classes on the fly for me for my junior and senior year and um, did my undergraduate and grad school at Ball State. Um, I was actually part of the part of the trying to remember if I I wasn't the first class, but I entered Ball State planning for a five year professional bachelor's and they changed it while I was there to the four plus two. So I had to then reapply and do grad school and all that fun stuff. Oh, good times. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after that, I moved around the country. Uh, was in southern Maine and then uh, just outside of Gulfport, Mississippi, after Katrina, which was interesting. Um, and then uh, San Diego and then wound my way back here um, after the recession was slowly ending um, because it was the place where I had the best architecture network. So a lot of life in these 30 years and had a variety of job experiences and um, just keep keep on keeping on. Yeah. So. Yeah. So early, early on, you, you uh, sort of caught the bug. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, that's um, great. And it, I, and it, and it led you to become an architect mm-hmm. and um and in order to become an architect you needed to study for the architectural registration exam correct and uh and that's what i wanted to talk to you about today because not too long ago a month or so ago a little a more month than a, today little, a month today i saw your graphic on instagram uh congratulations thanks um you put together the book are sketches and volume one. Volume one. And what I'd love to know, because it's not a traditional book, it's not a bunch of words, it's a bunch of drawings. But it's actually not even drawings, it's sketches. Mm-hmm. So tell me what the inspiration, first of all, of the book is, uh, and sort of give me the idea of, of how it how it developed, or why, how it became a book. Um, well, it really was an organic thing. And the entire process to to date has kind of been that way. A lot of, uh, so it originally started, I had 
just gotten licensed and was talking to some friends who were still in the process. They had like a test or two left and uh, just, you know, trying to share tips and keep them motivated because sometimes those last tests are, they're probably tests that you already failed. So you already are a little pessimistic going into it. Um, so I was just trying to give them some tips and um, keep them going. And I mentioned offhand that I found myself sketching out what I was reading because you look at the study material and it's all words. Right. It's, um, I mean, I, th I think ballast is over 500 pages of words for the most part, um, which can be really daunting. And it's really easy to s skim it and realize you aren't skimming it or not realize that you're skimming it. So you aren't actually taking in right. the, the material. Um, so I found myself sketching it out a lot to, especially like the nitty gritty stuff to make sure I understood, okay, if you're talking about this type of shear connection, what does that mean? Or, you know, what does this wood grain look like? Or this like wood style cut edge or, um, and, and so were you, were you doing that to sort of embed it into your mind or were you doing yeah. it to sort of help you understand it better or both? Uh, both. Um, there were definitely verbal written notes that I took um, as a part of my note taking process, but it was, I, th I think most architects probably would agree, but I, I remember better in visuals and there's actually been, there was a recent study that kind of proved that. Um, I can't remember. I think it was through the time magazine talking about how much more likely you are to remember if you have a visual to um, pull to mind. Yep. Um, so I just kind of offhand mentioned it to them and they said that they wanted to see them. And, you know, these are in, in amongst my chicken scratch of notes. And I think I mentioned it on Twitter talking to, you know, Cormac or, um, somebody else who was testing and, um, and they said they wanted to see it too. And around that time, I had just gotten um, the 53 pencil for the paper app that actually is super cool. Looks like a little carpenter pencil. Ex um, explain what, what the 53 app is and the pencil. Um, so the 53 app is an app specifically for your iPad. I believe they have an iPhone iteration now, but it started out iPad only. They actually don't do an Android version. Um, but it's a sketching app like Morfolio or Sketches or something like that. But And it's grown in its functionality since it launched. But it was something that I had already been playing around with, just doing other sketches on my iPad. And then I think like three months prior to having that conversation and starting to think about what it would be like to share the sketches, they created a product, which is their pencil, that looks like a carpenter's pencil and has the functionality of a normal pencil. So you have a stylus on one end that's pressure sensitive um, and angle sensitive. So just like you would tip a colored pencil to shade versus draw, you can tip that pencil and it'll make the line weight uh, wider. Um, and then you can also flip it around and there's an erase an eraser on the other side. So you don't have to like stop what you're doing and go tap a different thing in the app to erase. You literally, it's like using a normal pencil. Um, so I 
so I just started sketching it. I was like, well, you know, my, my crappy note sketches are not worth sharing, but I can professionalize these in this app and, um, and start sharing them on Instagram. And, and this was after you, you passed the exam and correct. And it was, you were helping um, friends. And yeah, you- it was, I want to say not even two weeks after I found out I passed, I started sharing the sketches. Um, and I started sharing them, you know, once a week cause I wasn't sure what I wanted it to be. Yeah. And then started getting a bit of a following and more requests. Um, so I started sharing them three times a week and then five and somewhere in there, 53 had me do a takeover. Um, so that helped with trying to figure out what it wanted to be. What's a takeover? I remember when that happened explain what that is. Uh, so a takeover is an Instagram. I think it's mostly Instagram uses it, um, where they provide access to an, an account or person, company, whatever, provides access to someone else, typically a person of influence or a person using their product um, to share the work. So like REI would share someone using their gear out camping. 53 does it for people who use their equipment to sketch um, and the different ways that happens. So, so you, so you took over the 53 account uh, for the Instagram account and you did for, what you do yeah. on yep. their account. I just, I just shared how I use it for residential uh, renovations or the sketches and what that process looks like um, for meeting notes and sketching through ideas with clients. And how did, how did they, how did they find you? Were you, Uh, were you tagging them? I wasn't tagging them, but I was, uh, I'm trying to remember if I was, I might have, I might've been tagging them in the comments. Yeah. Um, or just saying hashtag 53. Um, they actually have a pretty, um, widely used hashtag called made with paper, which Mm -hmm. is what that app is called. Um, and so I think they just, uh, followed, they started following me. And then at one point there prior to that, the social media person, uh, reached out and said, Hey, we'd like to have you for a takeover. Yeah. Um, so I had it for, you know, Friday at 10 AM to Sunday by through midnight. So, so you so you shared valuable content. Yep. Did some great work, hustled a bunch. A and, lot. And and got noticed. And and yep. they recognized you. You took took the next step, got noticed some more on their account. And then what mm-hmm. happened from there? Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to FreshBooks for their support as a platform sponsor of Entree Architect. Because as a platform sponsor, FreshBooks has provided funding and support for our overall mission to become an influential force in this profession of architecture. They recognize the need for small firms to build better businesses in order to be better architects. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use accounting software designed to help us small firm owners get organized, save time, and get paid faster. It takes care of invoicing, expense tracking, estimating, reporting, And it all happens out in the cloud, so you have access to your information from anywhere that you have access to the internet. And as an exclusive offering to our Entree Architects community, I've asked FreshBooks to join me on video 
and show us around the product. I know that once you see how easy it is to set up and how simple it is to use, you'll convert just like I did for my firm, Five Cat Studio. Tim Lee of FreshBooks and I produced a series of videos and they're available for free at entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo. No obligation, no email, just go to entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo and you can watch the videos and see inside FreshBooks. And when you are ready to give FreshBooks a try, go to freshbooks.com slash architect so they know that they came from us and sign up for a free 30-day trial free 30 days give it a shot and be sure to enter entree architect in the how did you hear about us section um so at that point i had already been having people say you know what can i get more information can you can you give me more and it it was already free it was being shared to instagram and i was hosting the sketches on my website and i was posting them to the in-carb uh, Google Plus um, ARE community to try and keep giving people this content. And so then in November, I launched the newsletter, which was also free, still is. Um, and that then upped the sketches per week to six sketches because design-wise and how stuff lays out in a newsletter, it just looked better. Um, I could have easily stuck it to five, but I also I also knew that I needed to keep getting through the content. So, um, so the, 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 the sketches in the newsletter are exclusive to the newsletter? They are not, but you get to see them before they get published okay. online. Got it. Um, so you get each Saturday morning, a newsletter is pushed out to all of the subscribers and it has the sketches for the week. So then I post Sunday through Friday and then the whole process starts over. But the other piece of it is that the newsletter does a recap because typically I'm going through the study material as I read it. Um, I right, so there's a, so there's a process and an intent for this. This isn't just a bunch of pretty pictures that you're posting out no. that have no yeah. that have no rhyme or reason. You're you're starting with this, basically the the process of studying for the ARE, starting at the beginning of one of the sections and going through the process and sketching for each one. So if people are following you, yes. they can they they get not only inspired but they get informed and and educated on the process of studying for the RE. Correct. So the volume one is one of the sections, only one. So that's um, the book. The book that you published recently, a month ago, is the yeah. first section of the yeah, of, of at least six. Yeah. Um, so when I started the newsletter, I think I was about halfway through the sketches and having to ramp that up um, for the newsletter and starting to think about the book. Um, it made me work a lot faster at it, but the other piece of it, um, cause I've read, a, I've read a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk and I've read a lot of Mark Schaefer and the idea that you do all of these asks or you do all of these free values, um, yeah. which really just kind of plays into what I think started this of trying to help get other really motivated people licensed. Um, and so you provide all of this content and I had this question of, okay, well, what makes someone want to subscribe to the newsletter when they can just simply 
follow on Instagram. And uh, so I started because I'm going through the process in order, the sketches all work together. So I started providing additional content within the newsletter um, that kind of explains what they're looking at or some more insights to the testing process, not necessarily anything that Incarb would be upset right. about. Yep. It's not it's not test material, but um, but just different it's, ways. But it's study, for, study material. Yeah. Yeah, it's different ways for them to think about what they're going to see on the test. Um, so there's a lot of value in that newsletter. It's not just, again, yeah. it's not just a preview of the sketches. It's it's the sketches and then a description of what you're looking at in those sketches and why it is there and, and some tips, helpful tips on how to pass that section of the exam. Yep. How, how, yeah. do, you, and, uh, how, do, how do you subscribe to that? Because I'm sure there's a bunch of people right now going, <laughs> how do you subscribe? <laughs> Uh, so you can actually go to my website. It's uh, l-2-design.com. And right at the top, there's a section that says ARE sketches. Um, and you can see the subscription links within that first bit of intro information or off to the side. Uh, there's a little tag that says subscribe to the newsletter. I'll also have uh, a link from the show notes on entrearchitect.com uh, slash episode one, two, three, 123. Um, you'll have a link there that goes directly to the newsletter. So people can go right there and, and get it too. Cool. Cool. It'll link Thanks. over to your site. Awesome. So, so yeah. they, so they, uh, get the extra value in the newsletter. So, they do. and, and then, um, and then what happened after the newsletter? Uh, where did, where did that... the, where did the idea, where did the spark for the book come from? Did, did that happen after or during the newsletter? Um, it actually kind of happened before, um, I had been getting some questions about, could I, can I get this content in a single packaged form? Um, and I was leaning more towards an, like, I think an app would be interesting, but I, I knew that the process of a book would be an easier undertaking. Um, and I so think the, I think for somebody studying for the exam as well, probably the book is best. Yeah, well, it's I definitely designed it such that they can sketch right alongside it. Like, yeah. and I even say that in the intro. This is this is all about helping them get licensed. So if they have to sketch over my sketches yeah. or scri scribble them out and do whatever they want to do, yeah. like that's and, what that, actually each page you left space so they can they can play. Yeah. 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 I love it. Um, but the book start, the book idea happened before, and then the newsletter was, you know, the the in between, um, the springboard piece because I also needed a way to start gathering the data of people who might be interested in that. Right. Right. Um, and as a part of them being uh, subscribed to the newsletter, they got the first take at ordering, so they knew about the book being live before anyone else did. Um, they, I mean, I'm going to try and keep giving that value to those people that subscribe. Right. Um, There's a bunch more volumes coming down the road. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so then the book happened and I did a whole bunch of research and talked to you and, um, Mike Rasika and Eric Reinhold about what the process of publishing looks like and learned a whole lot in that process. Um, 
and and it's live it's it's a, a real thing out in the world as of a month ago and and you can so. get it at your at your website the same place as, as, the, well, as yep. the newsletter is, is it also yep. on amazon you have it uh, on amazon uh, yet it is uh asterisk there's a really cool bookmark that i made that all the people that buy it from my site get that yep. the people that buy it on amazon don't okay um, I actually don't know who buys it from Amazon, so I don't even have a way to mail it to them individually. Yeah, so there's uh, a there's a, a benefit to ordering it direct from your site. Correct. Okay. Besides besides the fact that it's cheaper. Yeah, well, there you go. There's there's no reason to go anywhere else then. <laughs> yeah. So let's get let's get into um, the the sketches themselves. Do you do you think that th there's a there's a value to other people? doing the thing that you're doing? I mean, because you said you studied by sketching. Do you have any tips or suggestions on how to do that for somebody who's in the middle of this? They should certainly buy your book and look at and look at how you, you're doing it and study along. But, but uh, you know, is is there a, another level, another layer that they should be doing where they, they should also be sketching? Um, honestly, I think it comes down to doing whatever that person studying feels will best help them get licensed and every person is different so some people are going to use the plastic tabs and take tons of written notes which there's also data that shows that just simply the act of writing whether you're sketching or writing um you retain it better than if you type your notes yeah. um so because you're kind of the motor skill and you're thinking about what you're writing down versus just dictation at that point. Um, so if it means sketching, like by all means, they should sketch. That's yeah. I, I'm, I in no way hold the patent on this process. People have been <laughs> sketching forever. Um, so I actually, was asked by AI Mississippi to come down to their state convention in July and lead a emerging professionals workshop on the process of sketching and, you know, trying to get through the hurdles of being a young architect or emerging professional. Um, so I'm going to teach people live there, um, which I, I'm both very nervous and very excited about. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Uh, but but yeah i mean i think it really it people by the time you get to te testing for your license you have gone through the process of 12 years of school at least five years of college you've taken a lot of tests so you know how you best test right and so if it means sketching then sketch if it means writing all out on dry erase board or on flashcards, like just do what you have to do. I'm just trying to help be, help provide content to make it easier. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, for me, I find that sketching when I'm studying for something is very useful for, for me because what it forces me to do is it focuses me, um, on, on, uh, on one specific thing, you know, and I'm not so tied up in all the details and all the stuff. I'm just trying to absorb the basics and the, what's most important and and yeah. by sketching you sort of have that uh that you're sort of forced to do that you can't get all mm -hmm. of the data when you're sketching yeah. you can only get one specific thing and so that's what you can do yeah you have to you have to whittle down 
sorry. <laughs> it's um, okay. You have to whittle down uh, what's the most important content, right? Because otherwise you end up with a sketch that right. makes no sense. Yeah. And, and that was something that I had to learn along the way of my own sketches. Um, the first rap, no, I would, I would say the first 30, the first 30 to 80 took 10 minutes at least. Um, because I was trying to read the content and really figure out what needed to be shown versus what was okay. And, or what was okay to leave out. Right. Um, and then you slowly get the hang of, okay, well, this is the important piece and this really isn't. And, um, and so part of it is just trial and error, but it is that whittling process. Right. What does your brain really, really need to remember? So, right. I mean, when I took the exam years and years ago, I, um, the flashcards were the thing that sort of helped me and, yep. it, and it was the same thing. It's, it was visual the the mm -hmm. books you know i don't I, the, the the text you know the black and white text just you know, like you said you start reading it and then you start skimming it and you don't actually get what you need to get yeah and so by understanding the, the the basics and the most important pieces the things that are going to help you pass the exam and get those down and written on your sketches uh, or in notes you know but just mm -hmm. the notes that are most important uh that that's 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 how it will you know, sink into your brain and get you to, to help yeah. pass. So and, go ahead. Um, and I was, I mean, I was the type of person that even though I was sketching, I was still reading something else. Like that's where it gets to knowing how you test best. I wanted as much material that was out there as possible to be able to read through. Um, so in some ways this could also be a commentary to the written stuff, yeah, just like, yeah. just like the IBC or the ADA has like a, a visual commentary that makes you understand. And especially because it goes in order with the written work, Yeah, you can literally have the two side by side if you really want to. Um, obviously I know that's expensive, but yeah, but I think, I think you need, I think you need to, to go through the, the words too. Yeah. Um, but I think that, that the best way to get it into your brain the fastest that you can get it there um, for for most architects I would say is to get it visual to make it mm -hmm. to make it visual whether you're sketching it yourself or whether you're you're going you know through your book and looking at the the images that you have there um, it's a great yeah. it's a great tool it's a great guide um, it's inspiring to have seen you to watch you. Uh, progress from the sketches in Instagram and I followed the whole thing uh, yeah. all the way through until it became a book and mm -hmm. so uh, I'm proud of you well and I'm, thank and I'm you excited and I'm excited for you so um, your world on the internet is l2 design LLC and the internet the, uh, the domain is l-2 design.com and that'll be Correct. on the show notes as well uh, the blog is there and, and some some uh, information about your design and the book is there mm -hmm. and, and the newsletter. You can also uh, subscribe to the newsletter there. Um, on Twitter, very active on Twitter and Instagram at L2DesignLLC. So L, the number two, Design LLC. That's sort of your your tag everywhere. So Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you're also on Facebook. They, they can catch you on Facebook. Yep. So anywhere else that uh, they should look for you? Because everything. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's the main stuff. If if something's going to happen somewhere else, you'll know about it from those avenues. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
And um, you're also a, an Architox uh, blogger, so people can yep. uh, can find you by searching the hashtag Architox, and uh, which is a whole bunch of people blogging the same topic at the same time. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, one of Bob Borson's projects. Very, very interesting. Bob Borson from uh, Life of an Ar uh, Life of an Architect. Um, Laura, thank you very much for your service to the profession and for sharing yeah. your knowledge here today at Entree Architect Podcast. Thanks for having me. Complete show notes and a direct link to download this episode will be found at entrearchitect.com slash episode 123. And for more information about joining us at Entree Architect Academy and a great video where I will share a sneak peek inside Entree Architect Academy, visit entrearchitect.com slash academy. Take your studio from struggling to a thriving architecture firm. EntreeArchitect.com slash academy. Next week, I will be in Philadelphia for AIA Convention 2016. And if you're going to be there and you see me walking around, please stop me and say hello. I would love to meet you. And if you definitely want to connect, there are two places that I'm going to talk about right now where you will definitely find me. Number one, May 19th at 5 p.m., the Architecture Business Plan Competition hosted by Charette Venture Group. The awards ceremony and reception is on Thursday, May 19th at 5 p.m. at the Sonesta Hotel. Come join us live for the big announcement and the celebration with the winners. It's going to be a blast, a great event. I've been there for the last two years. This is my third year on the jury. Very, very exciting event. Uh, I'll see you there. And then later that same night, May 19th at 8 p.m. Philadelphia time, the first ever Entree Architect meetup at Smith's Bar and Restaurant. You can still RSVP, and I would appreciate if you do, just so we know that you're coming. EntreeArchitect.com slash meetup will get you to the RSVP form. And that is the event that you do not want to miss. If you are a member of this community, and if you are listening to my voice right now, then you are a member of this community. This is the place to be on May 19th at 8 p.m. The first ever Entree Architect meetup will have some goodies and some free giveaways. And we'll just hang out and get to know one another, have some drinks and some food. It's going to be a blast. It's going to have a, uh, be a really, really good time. I hope to see you there. My name is Mark Arlapage, and I am an entrepreneur architect, and I suspect you might be too. And I encourage you to share what you know. Thank you very much for listening today, and I hope to see you in Philadelphia at AIA Convention. Have a great week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm.
where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it guys. Oh my One that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There's a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.